Dewana Carl with A Weary She Encourages. Rather a statement or a question, why I am mad at God is a discussion about the adversity and tragedy we face in our lives and how we deal with it. A fact none of us can be exempted from. We begin by exploring the life of a man who experienced what seemed to be unimaginable to many of us. That is, the life of Job, his wealth, his children, and eventually his health was taken all in one day. Just to experience half of what Job experienced would probably cause some of us to respond as his wife did, curse God and die. Today in part one, we discuss a key element that allowed Job the courage to face the most devastating day of his life. Join us for the discussion and find out more. Father God, we come to you today, Lord. And Lord, we want to come to you with a humble heart, but we want to leave with a bold spirit of knowing that you're always present. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you allow the Holy Spirit to just come in and take over and guide us in the right direction with this word. Amen. Amen. So as we, um, like I said in the title, we're talking about why I'm mad at God. So look at, um, let's go to, if you have your Bibles, you're welcome to join me. I'm reading from the New, Li- the New Living Translation. And um, you know what? I forgot to do something, y'all. We are starting, we've been coming on live at nine o'clock. Um, and it's, it was kind of presenting a little bit of conflict for me, Lisa. So um, we've decided that we're going to start, we will be on live for those of, those of you who listen to us on a regular basis. We will be on live at 6 a.m., 6 to maybe about 7.30-ish or so every Saturday morning. You're definitely welcome to join us. Um, and also, if you would like to, to kind of go back, you can always go back in the Wisdom app and listen to the replays. But you can also join join me on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts under a weary she encourages O I W U R I. She encourages, and this ministry basically is about is about encouraging you to have an intimate relationship with God, not a religion, but an intimate relationship with God. Lisa has decided to join me for a while as she is building up her own podcast, which is Hey Miss Lisa. She has been such a blessing. But for the for the meantime, she'll be my co-host and I am so grateful that she has decided to join us on the journey. So with that being said, back to our regular program. <laughs> <laughs> So the title, again, the title of our uh, message today is our, our discussion. I would like to say that it's more of a discussion. Why I'm mad at God. Job chapter uh, chapter one, verse eight, and then we're going to go all the way down to verse 22, says, Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. This God talking about Job, y'all. Can God say that about you? He is blameless, a man of God, complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, yes, 
But Job has a good reason to fear God. You always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look, look how rich he is. But reach out and take everything away. He will surely curse you to your face. All right. Wow. You may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabaeans raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. And at the same time, the scripture says, while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all, that, all the shepherds. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. And while they were still speaking, a third messenger arrived with the news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, y'all, was that not enough? Huh? Would have been he enough said, for me. Okay. And while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their old, old, oldest brother's home. Suddenly, a powerful wind. Man, that was the final punch right there. He said, suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up to his robe and grip. You would think that would be it, y'all. But it wasn't. Job stood up to his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground in worship. Says Job stood up to his robe in grief. Then shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. I came naked from my mother's womb and I will, I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. And then eventually he also lost his, his health. So anyway, with that being said, today I wanted to talk about why am I mad at God? There are many of us that have endured some really crazy stuff, Lisa. And the truth be told, there are many of us that's so mad at God, we blaming God. We don't want to talk to him. I had a girlfriend of mine. I, I consider her friend, new friend, new friend. And uh, she shared her, her, her situation. And she talked about how um, she watched her, 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 she watched her son. Um, she was avid in the church, serving God. She prayed over her son and uh, still, she still lost him. Worship leader, um, I believe in you, I'm serving you, and yet you let my child die. And she said, well, you know, basically I'm mad at God. I, I, I ain't got nothing to say to him. And yet I look at Job, and that's not an easy transition, is it? 
I look at Job and I see that he said, in all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. That's some deep stuff right there. There are, there are those of us that are questioning God about why, you know, um, if I, I, I think I can share, I'm going to say it briefly and hopefully she won't be mad at me. My daughter is a missionary. And God has called her to away from home, you know, and um, she has had her fair share of challenges. And even she is like, you know, when she come home, it's, you know, of course, we we showering her with gifts and loving on her. And then she has to go back. And it's it's tough. And, you know, for her, it's like, OK, well, God, I'm serving these people. Well, when do I get, you know what I'm saying? When do I get something out the deal? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm like giving you what you want. Can you give me what I want? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. And so we go back. As we go back to the scripture and we see something about, there's something interesting in this passage that I think that a lot of us tend to miss. I mean, you will stumble, stumble over it. Now, I don't want to make light, though, of it. I mean, I don't want to make light of the fact that it's difficult. I don't want to make light of the fact that it doesn't feel like this isn't fair to your flesh, to your, to your humanness. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make light of that. But when I look at the scriptures again, and you, if you, a lot of times when we find ourselves in these places, you know, depression will tell you, I don't want to talk to God. You know what I'm saying? I'm so depressed. I don't want to talk to God. I'm so deep in grief. I don't want to talk to God. Everybody say, go talk to God. But I think a lot of times, I even was listening to go a little bit further. Yesterday, um, I was listening to, I think her name is Dr. Sarita. I can't remember her last name. I was listening. You know, I like to, uh, I, I follow Crystal Evans Hurst. And she did a podcast with this particular lady and she was talking about how a lot of times she was talking about um, apologetics and apologetics, y'all, is basically not apologizing, but being able to defend the faith. Why do you believe what you believe? And basically what she was saying is, you know, when she first gave her life to the Lord, she um, she was saying that. When she first gave her life to the Lord, um, you know, she was on fire for God. She was getting in trouble in school, as in elementary school for passing out tracks, <laughs> <laughs> passing out tracks and stuff. But then when she got to college, she fell off. You know, she like went straight left. You know, she start. she ended up being a, um, I think she said she ended up being a uh, something. She fell away from God, basically. And the question was, well, why? Being that your mama was, you know, your, you, you was raised in a Christian home. You know, your parents were ministers. You know, you was in love with God. You was in fi on fire for God. What happened? And basically what happened, she said, was my theology was off. Who I, the way I view God was off. So when I look at Job's response, what it says to me is that 
it says this i can't listen to what he said number one when we look at verse when we look at verse 21 but let me let me not say that let me well i got let me follow the spirit of god he said i came naked from my mother's womb number one job understood that he 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 owned nothing see that's what we have a tendency to do we think that our theology is off we seem to we feel like we own I, this is mine my children are mine my my finances is mine my body is mine it, this is mine and so when somebody take it or when it's it's taken we are we are we hot we mad you know what i'm saying but job had a very clear understanding of the fact that my children were not mine they were gifts from the lord that's a hard thing to take right there right i'm not negating that it's not hard i haven't i haven't lost a child so it's, that's not the point. The point is, where is our theology, right? Where is our theology? Do we understand? Because at the end of the day, it always points back to where is your theology? How do you, do you understand? What do you believe about God? What do you believe about um, the, the, the things that you have? are the things that you possess. If you think that these things belong to you, of course you're gonna be mad because you feel like something was taken from you, right? And the first thing that this man, not to say, we got 42 chapters of Job's testimony. Not to say that he wasn't struggling, y'all. That's a lie if I told you that. But what we can give to Job was that Job had a very clear understanding of who he was and that he was not an owner. He didn't own nothing. Does it hurt? Of course it does. Of course it does. I'm not going to lie. I'll be the last one. I'm, I'm, look, watch this. If I got to go through it, look, Lisa, I'm going to need you to preach this same thing to me. Watch. Okay. Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, in our humanness, you know, at first, we don't understand. It hurt. It hurts. And guess what? God know it hurt. But the thing about it is, I think on the top end, we have to understand that we don't own nothing. Not our lives, not our children, not our parents, not our finances we own nothing all of it everything that we say we that belong to us really is on loan l-o-a-n loan it is on loan but we do own the power of god that dwells in us to accept whatever he allows correct we own that power if we tap in and we have the own perspective of it. Yeah, if we own the power because he's given us the power and authority to first of all to live in peace by overcoming in any and all things that may come against us. We own that power. But we own the course, power to choose. Exactly. But of course when you're going through or when it's initially presented to you or taken away from you, you 
almost immediately have to try to retract. And it's not something that we do immediately, but it's something that we need to learn to exercise that I have the power and authority of Jesus Christ in me to change my thought process on this, that yes, I'm going through, yes, I don't like it. Yes, I don't understand it, but more than anything, I trust you, God. And I know that some things have to be taken away so that I can move forward with new things, new people, new places. And and, 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 and the thing about it is, Lisa, that's not going to be immediate. I also want to- No, it's not. You know, what she was telling me, the story, her testimony is excruciatingly painful. This man's testimony, for years I was hot. Like, God, why did you allow this? Yeah. Why did you allow, why did you allow me to be deployed and leave my my child that was six? That was the first, the first wait a minute. Then God allowed me to be moved away. Then when I came here, I, I was, uh, when I turned around about 19, I was deployed. So I ended up getting pregnant. And being pregnant with a, uh, I was my 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 firstborn, and uh, you know, my mother was like, okay, I'll help. I couldn't see the blessing in the fact that my mother was willing because I didn't have to. I could have just, you know, gave up my whole my whole quote unquote job, and and let them discharge me, right? But it would have been, I don't think it would have been honor uh, honorable discharge at the time, and so. My son at the time, I had just had him. He was six weeks old. I was mad. Then when I got there, I was I was always fearful that I was gonna die. Like I'm I'm I ain't never I'm not a fighter. I'm I've never been a fighter. So the whole thought that I would have to take somebody's life, oh man, it was a multitude of things. And I was, you know, I went through a, a time where, you know, I, I was like in that moment. I was going to God because I was scared. But when I came out the situation, I went to being mad again. Like, first of all, you let me be abused all these years. You let me be deployed into this place. My son is acting a whole fool. <laughs> you, we have a relationship that's more like a brother and sister rather than a, a son and, and daughter. I mean, a, a son and mother. You know, I was mad at God. I mean, for me, I was mad at God. Like, why? Did you allow this? I don't understand. So though our pain, we can, all of us can have a story, Lisa. Uh-huh. All of us, I'm not negating the, the fact that we probably, if we were to compare each story to each other, we could probably say, no, that was worse than mine. That No, that, oh, wait, that was bad. You know what I'm saying? We all got a story. We all got a story. But it always comes back to what is your theology who do you first of all when we look at job's story his testimony he said i came naked from my mother's womb i will i will be naked when i leave the lord gave me what i had the lord gave me what i had the lord has taken away now there are things in our lives that we don't understand if we could, I mean, I don't know why, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why, but at the same time, I, I realized I believe God. I believe that we are living in a fallen world. I believe that we, you know, when sin was introduced when, when at the beginning of time, 
And in a fallen world, you have to look at it as if you're in a, a war zone and there are casualties in the war zone. That doesn't make God less God. It does not make God less God, right? But that does mean that sometimes there are casualties and it doesn't matter that you are a Christian or not a Christian or a follower of God, a believer in God. There will be casualties wherever you stand because you are in a middle, if you will, war. Thank you for joining us. If you were encouraged by today's discussion, would you share with a friend and join us tomorrow for the conclusion? In the meantime, this is Dewana Carl with A Weary She Encourages, a place of healing and a place to find hope.